The grace and love of our Lord and Savior be with us always. Amen. The word of God we want to consider today is the end of our epistle reading for this past Sunday, which was the 19th Sunday after Pentecost. We're looking at Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 11, where the Apostle Paul was inspired to write, Your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. My dear friends in Christ, in her book, The Mark of a Man, Elizabeth Elliot gave an excellent illustration of leading by serving she told of a relative of hers who was the dean at a, at a Christian college in the Midwest. And on one occasion, these should have been young men, but they were acting like boys, they decided that they were going to make a mess in the dorm by spreading shaving cream, peanut butter, and jelly on the walls of the dorm. Well, they did that, and when the dean learned about it, he had a little bit of a dilemma in front of him. What was he going to do about this? Was he going to call them on the carpet and force them to work to clean up the mess that they had made? Would he instead contact the janitor and have him take care of the terrible mess? Well, he did neither of those. Instead, what he did is he went out into the hallway himself and he started to clean the mess. And when he did that, what happened is that then there were the dorms of the different rooms that opened up and soon the guilty parties were out there with him cleaning the hallway. And what happened, of course, is that because he was ready to assume the role of a servant in this instance, he solved the problem and taught the boys, the young men, a, a very valuable lesson at the same time. What that dean did was actually kind of similar to what Jesus our Savior did for us. When you and I sin against God, when we sin against our Savior, what God could do is he could simply look at us and say, you made your bed, you lie in it, you take care of it, you fix the problem, which is something we couldn't do, of course. He could have done that. But instead, what he did is he solved the problem for us. Think of how our Savior humbled himself for us. In our reading, we can see how Jesus humbled himself in order to pay for our sins and how he was exalted because he had accomplished his mission. We can see him go from rags to riches, humbling himself, being exalted as he accomplished his work for us. And 
from lowering himself to death and that terrible death by crucifixion and everything that he endured and, and then his being exalted because he accomplished his work for us. As Jesus went from rags to riches, so also because of Christ we can go from rags to riches because see, where we were by nature is deserving eternal punishment. Because of our sins, we deserved eternal punishment, but we're changed from rags to riches when Jesus, our Savior, comes and is our Savior and the Holy Spirit works on our hearts to make us believing children of God. And, and it's really just because our Savior was ready to go to the rags, be humble like that, to be our Savior. Paul says here, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus. He's talking about an attitude change that we all need because sin corrupts our attitudes toward God and toward one another. Instead of wanting to obey God and love God and one another, we're by nature inclined toward hatred and selfishness. By nature, we don't want to be like Christ Jesus. But when we're called to faith, God works a change in us. He changes our attitude toward him and toward our fellow man. Because of our sinful nature, we're still going to be inclined to have that inclination toward hatred and, and selfishness. But we also have Christ dwelling in us. And what Christ is saying to us is, I learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. He wants to teach us the blessing of following God's will and loving God and our fellow man. Paul said, Christ Jesus, being in very nature, God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. When Jesus humbled himself, he gives us the ultimate example of selflessness. Here Jesus is, very nature God. He is God but he didn't consider his equality with God something to be grasped, that he had to hang on. In, in Paul's day, a victorious general would return from war and he'd do everything to publicly display the spoils of his battle for his own personal gain and glory. But Christ didn't use his equality with God in this way. Although he possessed all divine glory, power, although he possessed that, he did not make a public show of that to gain earthly fame and fortune. For example, when Jesus miraculously fed the 5,000, when the people wanted to make him an earthly king, he withdrew from them. That wasn't his purpose. Instead of grasping his deity, Paul says he made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant being made in human likeness. When Jesus humbled himself, he didn't always or fully make use of the divine power and glory that he had. He, he still possessed it. He just didn't make use of that. And that's because he came to be our servant. He came to be our servant, our savior. His lowliness, when you think about it, it offended some, it disappointed others, 
It became a major stumbling block for those who were looking for a mighty Messiah and a deliverer from the Roman Empire. But it was in his lowliness that he became our Savior, Paul said. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on the cross. His, his humility, it went beyond his humble birth and his simple life. It went to the death that he died for us. That death that was reserved for the worst of criminals. Our, our Lord chose such a means for his death to pay for our sins. And, and you know that death by crucifixion, that's absolutely horrid. Imagine having nails tearing at your hands and your feet. And, and the way he had been beaten prior to being crucified. But the crucifixion, that was horrible. But the pain that he endured from that was nothing compared to the pain that he endured because of how he was forsaken and abandoned by God, who, how he literally went through hell in order to be our Savior, to face the full fury of God's wrath so that your sins and my sins could all be paid for. But he endured all of that because that was God's way to redeem us. It wasn't easy, but it had to be done that way if our sins were to be paid for. But now Jesus, he went, well, from riches to rags, but then he went from rags to riches. He endured such suffering in order to pay for our sins. But then he was exalted because he accomplished his work. Paul said, therefore God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that's above every name. Because Jesus followed God's will and accomplished our salvation, the Father accepted his work and exalted him so that he's once again fully using all of his divine power and glory that is his as the Son of God. In his exalt exaltation, what he did is, well, he descended into hell to show his victory. He rose from the dead and ascended into heaven where he was received by God the Father as the King of kings and Lord of lords, ruling over all things for the good of his church, of all, of all creation. And on the last day, he's going to return to take all those who believe in him to be with him forever in heaven. One aspect of Jesus' exaltation is the honor given to his name. You know, there have been plenty of people in the world that have had the name Jesus but it's only the name of Jesus Christ that saves, the Christ, the promised one. The apostle Peter said, salvation is found in no one else for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. Therefore, Jesus really does have the name that's, that's above all names. Paul goes on to explain why God the Father exalted Jesus. It says, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. One result of Jesus' exaltation 
is that one day he'll receive recognition from absolutely everyone that he is the King of kings and Lord of lords, that he is God's son. All people without exception will acknowledge Jesus as Lord with judgment day. For many people that acknowledgement will come too late because they rejected Jesus in this life. For that matter, even Satan acknowledges that Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords, but he does it to his judgment, of course, and, and so many also will face that same fate. So right now, we'll want to give glory to God the Father because he has called us to faith so that we know that Jesus is the King of kings and Lord of lords, and can acknowledge him as that forever in heaven. Oh, let's think for a moment of Palm Sunday. On Palm Sunday, many people followed Jesus into Jerusalem because as he was marching in, even though he was riding in on a lowly donkey, he still looked like a winner that day. But in the days that followed, all too many people turned away from Jesus because, well, he didn't look like a winner when he was arrested, when he was accused, when he was executed, when he died. But actually, he was being just like or kind of like that college dean that I talked about at that Christian college, that dean who humbled himself and by his selflessness, he won over many students to his side. Of course, what the dean did, it's nothing compared to what our Savior has done for us, how he humbled himself. Jesus was winning for us the greatest victory the world will ever witness with his life, death, and resurrection. He won the greatest victory for us. And so as we see Jesus going from rags, humbling himself, to riches, being exalted, let's remember that Jesus did just what he did so that you and I could also go from rags to riches, from unbelievers who had rejected God to the believers who know God's grace and love so that we sinners can look forward to the riches and the glory of heaven forever, going from rags to riches all because of Christ. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for giving us Jesus who humbled himself even to death on the cross to pay for our sins. Thank you for exalting him because he accomplished his work and thank you for promising to exalt us and all believers because of Jesus when you take us home to heaven. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. In the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always.